back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. So I, I look at the homeless problem happening in the city of Denver, areas around Denver. I see it growing. And I just wonder at what point it's going to be unacceptable when our culture says, no, 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 you can't live in a tent stoned to drugs. We're just not going to let that happen. We're not going to let it happen for your own soul. As a, as a Christian, I believe you are endowed with the image of God built into you. You are unique. You are gifted. You are talented. I am not going to let you live stoned in a tent. This is where I break with the social libertarians who go, you know, you can just kind of do whatever you want, live your life. Who am I to tell you? You can't do that. That's not allowed. I don't think that's acceptable. And I don't think it's acceptable for the safety and the well-being of our community. We just did the Western Conservative Summit in downtown Denver, which is a hellhole. I don't want to go back. We're having this big debate internally right now. I don't want to put the Western Conservative Summit downtown Denver anymore because my attendees don't want to come. We walked around the 16th Street Mall and it was broken and it smelled like urine and pot. And so businesses don't want to be there. So you have a broader cultural issue and then you have just the human dignity issue. And I think it's going to it's it's Christian conservatives that speak into this that go. The way we're addressing this is not right. All right. So in studio, we have with us Paul Scudo. Step Denver, executive director, you guys are actually changing people's lives. Thank God. Tell, so someone walks into your program. What, do you, what is the journey you take them on? You know, Jeff, I, I, I want to harken back to something you just said that I agree with 100%. Mm-hmm. And while we may be philosophically and spiritually aligned, I know many other people that would call themselves liberals that feel exactly the same way. Good. They're just afraid to speak up. And so the point that you made, right, about the dignity and respect, the self-esteem, right, the sense of value that each individual has been given to us by God, right? Do we believe in those people? Do we want to care for those people? The answer is yes, right? A lot of what I say may sound a little harsh, but we have to change the narrative of what compassion and help look like. Right. Right? Because at what point do the rights of a small subset of the community supersede the rights of the vast majority of the community? Right? You are not entitled to do whatever you want in a community, yeah, right? It's why we have mores, folkways, social norms, laws, right, that say we want a better place for all of us to live, and so these are the ideals that govern that, yeah. right? So to tell an individual, oh, you're a victim, you can sleep on the street, here's a bunch of taxpayer money, what you're saying to them is, I don't believe in you. Yeah, right. I don't think that you have the capacity to be a productive, contributing member of this community, right? So what we're doing at Step Denver 
is we're trying to affect a behavioral change in these individuals, a shift from dependency, entitlement, and a victim mentality to one in which an individual is accountable, personally responsible, and moving towards self-sufficiency, right? It is about telling an individual we believe in you, we understand maybe you had some bad breaks, maybe you made some bad choices. Things happen in life. We don't know God's plan. I'm not gonna pretend to know, but what God expects of us is to make the effort to do the best we can, right? And so we're asking these men, hey, we're gonna give you help. Whatever the reason was, bad choices, bad breaks, whatever it was, sometimes life's not fair. Sometimes you get dealt a bad hand. But are you gonna live in that Mm. misery and be Mm. a victim? Or are you going to say, all right, what do I need to do to get out of this? We're there to help them take them off the street stabilize them and start working with them not for them because we expect them to be engaged we expect them to participate hit certain goals milestones to relearn life skills how do i make my bed how do i purchase and prepare my own food how do i do a budget save my money my physical health and fitness navigate transportation How do I deal with these blips in life that come up? How do I rebuild my family relationships? And how do I become open to a spiritual relationship with a power greater than myself? Mm -hmm. So let's start day one. A guy walks in, probably addicted to drugs or alcohol, because you said 70% have addiction issues. They sign up. What, what happens when that person walks in that door at Step Denver and says, I, I, I am ready to follow that path? And let me tell you, the courage and willingness that takes in a man yeah. is nothing short of remarkable. Wow. So the first thing we do is we say, welcome. Hmm. Congratulations. We're proud of you. And we're going to be here to help you. Good. And let us let you know there's going to be rules and expectations, but these are for your well-being for the benefit of you and the community of people. So the men coming to us have to be detoxed because we're not a clinical facility. Okay. So they might go to a detox or a treatment center or they've detoxed in jail, whatever that might look like. They come to us and in their first week, they go through an orientation program and they're required to clean the facility. They're required to learn the program handbook They're required to learn the rules and governing ideals, the core principles of the organization. We set expectations for them of what this is going to look like. And so they're working with peer coaches during that first part of each day. Then they go to lunch. And then in the afternoon, they go up to our career center where we have a full-time career counselor Mm -hmm. that is working with these men to get them full-time tax-paying jobs. 72% of our men got a full-time job within 30 days. 100% were full-time W-2 employed within 45 days. Anyone that tells you you can't get a job, I would ask, how hard are you trying, right? Because here are men 
that have been unemployed for years, have criminal background, uh, you know, they're not in some cases well-educated, but they have the drive, the determination. We give them the tools, we provide them the skill sets, and they go out and get that employment. After that first week, they are required to be out of the house every day by 7.30 working or looking for work. They can't come back to the facility until 4, and they have to be back by 7 for the evening addiction and life skills programming. Great. It's a four-phase program. Each of the phases has goals and milestones geared to move them along, develop skill sets, teach them life skills, strengthen an addiction recovery program, rebuild their their family relationships. They're required to save 20% of their gross income. Great. So we're giving them the runway to save enough money, build up that nest egg, so that when they get out, they have the money to put down deposits, buy furniture, and they're not in financial fear, which is one of the major drivers to relapse. The men stay in our our primary facility downtown, 60-bed facility, for upwards of six months. At that point, they transition to one of our eight sober homes around the metro area. More freedom, more privileges, but still accountability, still Mm. structure. There are still goals and milestones in that fourth phase, and they can stay there for up to a year and a half. Our program, and and some others, have data that shows when an individual stays in a sober, structured living environment with accountability and expectations, they have a 75% more likely chance of long-term sobriety and rebuilding their life. Talking with Paul Scudo, Executive Director of Step Denver. Paul, when I hear you talk about the, the, the role of order and structure and, and accountability, I go, well, that's what parents normally do with kids, right? There's a family structure exactly. there that you provide. And so oftentimes I get this complaint, well, you as conservatives aren't doing anything for the poor and you're not providing programs and systems for them. Um, and I often go, well, we're, we're so far upstream trying to fix that problem because if, if you create that good family structure and kids are going to grow up in that, they're going to be able to thrive. We're up against a commercial break. I want to continue this conversation because – it's a strategic priority at Colorado Christian University to have compassion for the poor, to care about them. We're not just going to let them die in the streets, but we're also not going to create inefficient government programs that continue to perpetuate tens of thousands of dollars being spent on people that doesn't help them thrive, that doesn't help them grow into the human beings that they can and contribute to our society and the systems that are being set up are failing and i'm angry about it you can hear that i'm frustrated about it i don't want to drive around to denver to continue to see people suffering and i think you either just have to put blinders on and ignore it or you offset it to somebody else and go well we're spending 225 million dollars of course we'll let that solved the problem, which it isn't. So it's up to us, friends. And Step Denver is doing one of the best works out there. So we're going to dive in and continue to talk about the services and programs they provide. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back after these messages. 